Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. The fucking super producer's not here today, so I'm doing this motherfucker solo. It's just me, sitting in a fucking boom boom room, chilling and shit. I could have took the show off, but I decided not to. You know, just some. Just something to hold motherfuckers over till next week when I can get back in Townhouse Media Studios. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day just passed. Um, I ain't really do shit. I don't, I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day like that. Valentine's Day is cool, but with me, it's, it's not really big in my house. Like, me and my wife, we, we do Valentine's Day, but... For the most part, we, we show our love throughout the year. So it's, it's not really a big holiday in my household. Like, for the most part, all we really did was honestly got us some Uber Eats to the house, ate dinner as a family. You know, the evening was the typical evening that two grown motherfuckers spend on Valentine's Day. So for the most part, Valentine's Day is... It's just a regular Friday in my household, so you know that was that. Um, congratulations is in order to myself. You know, I just passed my one year anniversary of starting the podcast and shit of episode one. You know, I'm I be listening to my old episodes sometimes just to hear how I sound. You know, like if I've improved, what I still need to work on. You know, like I was telling B the other day, we had a conversation about just how my show is, the growth of the show, you know, how I've progressed, what I still need to work on. And, you know, he feel like I'm doing a good show, which is, you know, it's true. I feel like my show is cool, but I still feel like I got a long way I could go. Like, it's a lot I need to work on. Like, I know I need to work on, you know, just how I deliver my words how quickly I gather my thoughts, how I get my thoughts across, I say, you know, a whole lot. You know, I, I noticed that it's me doing that. As much as y'all probably listen to my show, I listen to my show three or four times more than the average motherfucker that considers themselves a fan. You know, I'm I'm a fan of my own show as well as my biggest critic because I want to put out the best content that I could possibly put out, so... You know, I'm constantly working on this shit. I look at fucking the sources and shit just throughout the fucking year. I've been just trying to get better and better at delivering this shit. So, you know, shout out to me for just going hard at this shit. You know, I'm trying to do the best I can. You know, I think I'm going to probably, you know, just work on some more shit just in the, the too much game realm. You know, possibly a book or... Something of that nature, because, you know, I just want to do what I can do just to keep the show growing and getting better for motherfuckers, man. You know, um, I'm just going off the top of the head today. Like, I got a couple little topics that I 
want to touch on, but not nothing, nothing too serious. Cause you know, I like to save that shit for when I got the music and the drops and all of that. Today is it's, it's mostly just a freestyle with a couple little points I just want to touch on. Um, Snoop Dogg apologized to Gail. I wasn't really feeling that shit, honestly. Like, I feel like just as a man. You shouldn't say nothing that you feel like you're going to have to apologize for. You shouldn't say nothing that a motherfucker could be able to make you apologize for. I understand that it was his mom, you know, so he says that made him apologize. And that's cool. You know, you should respect your mom. But at the same time, you're a grown ass man. His whole brand throughout his career has been calling women bitches. So I feel like Gail ain't no special motherfucker. Like she don't walk on water. Her shit stink like everybody else. She bleed red blood like everybody else. So she shouldn't have no special. Oh, I can't call this woman a bitch. No motherfucker. She did some disrespectful shit. So when you disrespectful, you get that shit in return. Keep that same motherfucking energy. Like nigga, we not finna sit up here and treat you like you no different motherfucker than everybody else. Nah. Like, Snoop, you should have kept that same fucking energy. Like, you know, like, just hypothetically. If my mom was like, Anthony, I don't like the way that you use profanity on your show. I respect my mom's opinion. I might try to tone it down a notch, but at the same time, I'm going to tell my mom, I'm a grown fucking man. Like, you raised me like this. I'm going according to how I was raised. So, I, as a man, the man that you raised feel strongly about this and i'm gonna go according to my feelings i respect your opinion as my mother i respect you as my mother but at the same time i said what i said you know and her as a mother should respect what her son said as the man that she raised you know like nigga i don't i don't even believe in saying shit that i'm gonna have to apologize for because where he fucked up at nigga you said yourself should i call her one so in that moment that let everybody know you had time to think about what you was gonna say before you said the shit so if you had time to to think about that shit you meant that shit so you shouldn't have to double back and go and apologize for that shit you know because like my cousin Pooh saying right here in the message board he didn't want to lose money nigga you should have thought about that shit when you literally said in the middle of the rent should i call her one so he had time to think about what he was going to say, you know, and I've done probably multiple episodes about always thinking before you speak, moving on strategy and not emotion. Your emotion could have cost you some money. So when you was feeling how you was feeling, if you wasn't willing to stand on what you was about to say, you could have kept that shit to yourself. You didn't have to pull your phone out. And put that shit on a public platform for the public to be able to do what they wanted to do with it. For the media to be able to do what they wanted to do with it. Especially if you got a bag on the line. If you have money on the line, you should have knew. I'm not even finna speak emotionally because I got money involved in this shit. So let me just shut the fuck up and wait till I got something I can say that's gonna be politically correct. But he didn't do that. That nigga just jumped out the fucking window. You know, and like, that's the problem with this fucking social media shit. It's called media for a fucking reason. You know, it's social networking where you can network with people, but it's also media. So you can speak to the masses. And Snoop, he got what? 30 million fucking followers, my nigga? So 
you know everything you say is held under a broader microscope than the average person like me i got a podcast i got a couple listeners and shit you know i'm doing all right i could be doing better but at the same time i also with the small platform that i that i have i have to be um responsible about the shit that i say i can't just go saying any old fucked up thing because you know five six years down the line when this shit is you know when i got thousands of listeners even millions it's gonna be motherfuckers going back to episode one trying to find some bullshit that i said to hold over my head you know so that's like dog you gotta keep that shit in mind when you just spitting shit into these fucking phones like dog it's it's shit it's so much money on the line you can't be letting your emotions speak for you so I understand, you know, you had to apologize, but at the same time, you shouldn't have said nothing that you was going to have to apologize for, especially when you got time to think about it. You got control. It wasn't like it was an interview when they caught his ass slipping or he was having a private conversation with somebody and it was recorded. He recorded himself saying that shit. So why would you record yourself saying some shit that you feel like you're going to have to apologize for? Like that make you look like a sucker. Like, nigga, you shouldn't even have said that shit in the first place if you was going to have to apologize and if you said it just as a man, me personally, I believe and I said what I said. You know, it's a lot of shit that, you know, it's it's some shit that I probably should apologize for in life. But a lot of times as a man, I'm just like, nigga, I'm a grown ass man, homie. I said what the fuck I said. And I stand on that shit. You know, and that's the power of being your own man at the end of the day. When you your own man, you ain't got to apologize for shit. Nigga, you stand on what the fuck you say as a real nigga. Like, nigga, you 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 portray this image of being a fucking G. My nigga, as a G, nigga, when I grew up, nigga, gangsta thing. I ain't never heard a real gangster say sorry. You know, even though you should apologize for things that you do wrong. Let me not make apologizing seem like it's some sucking shit. But at the same time, you should never say nothing that you should have to apologize for. I believe in I made a mistake, something that I said was out of context or something that I said was misunderstood. Like, if anything, the apology should have been for him saying we're going to come and get you. That's where he fucked up at. We're going to come get you. He was in the red. That was that was all bad. You don't say no shit like that. You know, statute of limitations, the laws and all that like nigga. We come from a culture of violence. So just of of any motherfucker who you know who had a background, nigga, you beat a murder case. So for you, that type of street nigga to say, we gonna come get you, the only thing you could think of is some violent shit. That's why she was walking around with security. Because you, a nigga who got the, the power to push that button, said we gonna come get you. And you know certain niggas, all they gotta hear is something of that nature. And they gonna be in come get you mode. And you, nigga, you don't wanna be attached to no nigga. If somebody would have did something to Gail, who you think that it came after? Like, come on, Snoop, nigga. Like you, you gotta be more um responsible with your words, bro. Like that's that's all bad. Like it's it's just some shit that you just can't fucking say. Not even on accident. It's just not a fucking good look. You know, like, in, in the size platform this nigga got, like, he ain't no spring chicken. He ain't no young nigga. Like, you know, it, it's it's excused more when you a young person. You know, if if Trippy Red would have said this shit or... I don't, I don't even know, like, no, no young rappers off the top. Roddy Rich. If Roddy Rich would have said it, it might have been more excusable because he's a young dude. You know, young dudes, they, they get more of a pass. But it's like, Snoop, this nigga, like, pushing 
50, 40s, high 40s. Cause I'm 37 and I know he got damn near a decade on me. So he gotta be pushing 50, my nigga. So it's like, just as a grown man, watch your mouth. And if you actually feel how you feel, nobody should be able to let you apologize, not even your mama. You know, and just speaking of motherfuckers slipping off at the tongue and saying dumb shit. I don't know if y'all heard about um, Charles Barkley talking about Kobe wasn't a hero. You know, and it's like it's it's certain niggas just in in the media landscape, especially just in the black community, the black media, who they will out just to say cool suck ass shit. You know, Charles Barkley and Steve Harvey. You know, Steve Harvey came out defending Gail and all. You know, we we jump out there as a, a black people to shit on the media. We jump on the bandwagon and it's popular to shit on the media. No, it's not, my nigga. Like, we the ones going against the grain. See, the problem is, again, like I, like I said earlier, social media. You know, a lot of the, the old guard in black media is getting real mad because... It's, it's getting a lot harder to get your coon on in black media without being held accountable by the black community. You know, back in the day, you could be on TV and be a coon and they would let you be a voice for the whole black community. Oh, well, this black dude said it and he's black. So this is the community. This is how the community feels. But now when a, a, a black motherfucker from the media say some coon shit, us in the social media world can check that motherfucker on that shit and hold them accountable. And a lot of them motherfuckers don't like that shit. You know, because Steve Harvey jumped out there on Monique when she was on her shit. Did some sucker shit. You know, we all remember y'all can run back the integrity episode. You know, I talked about that. You know, he talking about, oh, don't have integrity. Coon for the bag. No, nigga. We not getting down like that, nigga. Like, fuck no. We not letting that shit slide. But back to what Charles Barkley said. Charles Barkley said Kobe Bryant was no hero. The rape allegation should be part of his legacy. Why is that? Honestly, what is it that would make you say some shit like that? Because he was acquitted, my nigga. Like Charles Barkley, when, when you pass away, should we bring up you throwing the motherfucker through a window and your various DUIs and you fucking with a white woman? Like... Why, what is it nowadays that makes it cool to shit on a person that's not here to defend itself? Like, why Why is that something that you comfortable with? Why is it that you always got to be the nigga to say something that's against the grain in the black community? Like, Charles Barkley, just like how we was talking about Gail and Oprah on the last couple episodes. Charles Barkley is a bitch. Like, nigga, every time the black community is going one way, you the motherfucker who they got to hire to go the other way. When Trayvon Martin got killed, you said, oh, well, you know, the, the, the jury did what they were supposed to do. You know, Zimmerman was off because blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, all the, the lawyers and the evidence and all this bullshit. When the motherfucker literally walked down on Trayvon Martin Against what the 911 operator said, which was stand down, you not the police. And then he killed Trayvon Martin in cold blood. And you saying that Zimmerman is innocent? Fuck out of here. 
fuck a Charles Barkley. Like nigga, you what you you shitting on Kobe because he got five rings and you got none? Is that what it is? You know, cause Charles Charles Barkley been a fucking hater as long as I could fucking remember. He hated on Allen Iverson. This motherfucker just been a fucking sucker his whole life. But he's entertaining. So motherfuckers let him get away with this sucker shit cause he's funny on TNT. Me personally, fuck Charles Barkley. Fuck everything he stand for. Charles Barkley is a fucking clown. I ain't never like no motherfucking Charles Barkley. Because like I said, everything this motherfucker says is just contrary to what everybody go left. He want to go this fucking way. Like that nigga's a fucking coon. He's a sucker. You know, it's like I feel like motherfuckers should be exiled out of the black community. Like honestly, like I, I just don't know why we support certain motherfuckers. Like that's how I feel about Floyd Mayweather. He do the same shit. Nigga just... You know, everybody going this way, I'm going to go this way. Everybody boycotting Gucci, I'm finna go rip the Gucci store down. Like, why is it that we still support this sucker shit? Like, these niggas literally use your dollars to go slap you in the face with. Like, you get these niggas your money to go spend against your own interests. Like, that shit is fucking crazy. For him to be able to disrespect Kobe Bryant like that, like, niggas should be boycotting NBA on TNT. Like, that shit is just, like, whatever niggas got to do to get Charles Barkley removed. Nigga, write a strongly worded email or some shit. Because that sucker shit, my nigga, we shouldn't let sucker shit slide. Period. Like, you know, I, I just don't condone it. So fuck Charles Barkley. You know. And staying in the NBA. My nigga Aaron Gordon got robbed. I don't know if y'all saw that fucking dunk contest, but... That shit was shady. Like, man, my nigga fucking Aaron Gordon done did his thing again. And see, the first time it happened, it was actually controversial. Like, if any of y'all saw the dunk contest a few years ago against Zach Levine, these two niggas was bringing it. This was probably one of the best duels in Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. In NBA dunk contest history, including Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins, Spud Webb versus Dominique Wilkins, Vince Carter versus a bunch of other niggas who actually did well. Vince Carter' performance was so great, niggas forgot that everybody else did they shit too. But the 2000 dunk contest, to me personally, was probably the best dunk contest top to bottom. Everybody handled their business. Like, it was... A bunch of motherfuckers all the way on their shit. But Vince Carter was on a whole nother fucking planet that night. But anyway, back to the shit. Aaron Gordon jumped over Taco Fall, who's like 7'8". 
or some crazy shit. This nigga caught that lob, did that motherfucking Texas windmill shit. Like, that nigga went crazy. He should have won. But they gave it to, uh, I think the nigga name was like Derrick Jones Jr. or some shit. You know, and it was like D-Wade, man. D-Wade, you fucking clown. Like, nigga, when I seen this shit, I said, nigga, of course D-Wade is going to root for the nigga with the fluorescent uniform with the booty shorts on. Like, this nigga D-Wade go, going to root for the nigga with the Daisy Dukes on. And I get the Miami connection and shit, but nigga, you from Chicago, nigga. Like, this was supposed to be your weekend. You were supposed to be hosting the All-Star Game and you do some bullshit like this? Come on, D-Wade. You know, and on D-Wade. You know, I heard this hasn't been confirmed yet. This is just a post that I seen on Facebook, but his baby mama supposedly suing him about um, him approving his son getting the sex change and turning into a little girl. Um, Zaire turning into Zaya or whatever they trying to call her. Like, I feel like when it comes to you having a child, you should make decisions with the mother no matter what terms y'all on if you have a decision to make that that's especially something this big with your child number one it should be made you know with your 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 girls or your baby mama's input both parents should have input on decisions this big and the fact that the kid is 12 years old and you finna let him get a sex change like, think about how big of a fucking decision that is for a 12-year-old to make. A 12-year-old cannot say, oh, I, I want to get a tattoo. You won't let a 12-year-old get a tattoo. You won't let a 12-year-old drink liquor. You won't let a 12-year-old buy a gun. You won't let a 12-year-old smoke cigarettes, buy rolling papers, or none of this shit. But a 12-year-old can get a fucking sex change. Think about that. You can't get a tattoo, but you could cut your dick off. Like, what kind? What kind of fucking thinking is that? Like, where, where's the logic? And yes, as a parent, he's approving it. But think about if you was to take your son to school, and there was a student at the school with a tattoo on his fucking face. How would you feel about that? How would you feel about the parent of the child that the tattoo on his face? Like, that shit is fucking crazy. So for you to be able to say, this 12-year-old is mature enough to say he want to be a whole separate fucking sex? Like, my nigga, who, who the fuck is, like, who, who the fuck is you getting your information from? Because on Ellen, he was like, oh, you know, when, when he was making these decisions, we got as much input as we could from as many people as we could. And nobody said this motherfucker is a child. You should wait till this motherfucker is at least old enough to decide whether or not he want a tattoo before he want to get a whole fucking sex change. Like, you know, when kids is 12 and 13, they make a lot of fucking weird ass decisions. Like, niggas, this motherfucker's 12 years old still thinking they can go fucking power level 9000 to be a goddamn Super Saiyan off the fucking Dragon Ball Z cartoon. Like, 12-year-olds have all types of thoughts and shit that they think is cool, but they're 12. They're not adults. You know, when you're 12, you start having, you know, um, existential, philosophical thoughts 
that might be a little off because you just coming into your own. You just kind of becoming the person that you are. So I do believe that the, the kid is probably gay. He may be gay. He might be a bottom and all that shit. He might have made that decision. He might have been like, you know what? I think boys look better than girls. I think I want to touch somebody's dick. Because, you know, nigga, when you 12 years old, nigga, your dick start getting hard. You start liking girls. You start wanting to touch on booties and all that type of shit. So I'm not doubting the fact that the child might possibly be gay. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, y'all took this little motherfucker to pride like last year. You know, like I said, I've been doing this fucking podcast a year. We talked about that shit like a year ago. So you took an 11-year-old child to pride. Nigga, my son is nine years old. In two years, I'm not taking him to the strip club. Because I know dudes like titties. It be certain shit that I fucking play on Xbox or watch on TV. Some titties pop up, dudes be like. Like, nigga, he want to see it. Like, I, I, I know my son is straight. But that's not like I'm going to be like, oh, well, son, you you 12. Now you can make the decision to get a girl fucking pregnant. You know, because this lev this decision is to that magnitude. Imagine if your 12-year-old decided to get pregnant and have a child. Like, this is a, this is a big fucking decision. This ain't no small shit, my nigga. Like, this ain't like getting a fucking puppy. Like, this is permanent. Once that child switches sex, what if he turned 18, 19 and just said, you, you know what? I think I was just gay. I think I was just going through a phase. I don't want to be a full-blown woman. I want to be a man again. Because think about fucking, what's that bitch? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner still wanted to be a fucking man. Dressed like a woman, but didn't cut the dick off. Because that's a big fucking decision. Caitlyn Jenner is like 60-something. And decided, you know what? Maybe I might not want to go through with this shit. You know what? I think I want to actually still have some man parts. And D-Way, like, nigga, you really gonna let your son make this fucking decision? Like, my nigga, who the fuck are you around? You know, like, shit like that just make me look at motherfuckers funny, man. Like, just as a parent. Like, you know, I don't want to tell no motherfucker how to raise their kids. But at the same time, it's just certain shit that's like, dog, who the fuck is you around? Excuse me, I gotta take a sip. But, like, dude, like... It's just one of those things from the outside looking in that looks fucking crazy. And again, like I said, from the outside looking in. Why are you going public with this shit? Honestly, even though you a public uh, figure, you a celebrity and all that good shit, this shit could have been a decision that was made in-house and kept in-house. It's a lot of celebrities that probably got gay children. It's a lot of celebrities. We don't even know what the fuck they kid look like. But you going public with saying that you going to get your child a whole fucking sex change? Like, dog, that's that's real big, man. Like, you know, let me read my boy's comment. I think the initial support that D-Wade and Gabby have been displaying is cool. But I do agree with your point of view as well. The sex change at 12 is extreme. I would be... It would be something different if he was an ongoing conversation until the kid turns 18. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he was 18, then yeah, we might be able to have this. We'd be able to make this decision. But as a 12-year-old, dog, it's a lot of shit. A 12-year-old, you wouldn't let him make these. You wouldn't let them make these choices. If a 12-year-old said, 
uh, Gumball is my favorite cartoon. I want to get the main character from Gumball tattooed on my shoulder or on my arm. You wouldn't let no motherfucker do that. You have to be an adult to make a lot of these decisions. And the crazy shit, man, I be feeling like even at 22, a lot of motherfuckers make fucked up decisions. I made decisions at 22 that I was like, y'all fucked that up. Think about how many motherfuckers had a kid with somebody in their early 20s and they like, that fucked my whole shit up. But you're going to let a fucking 12-year-old get a sex change? Like, who the fuck is advising you? Like, just the thought of that shit is like fucking mind-boggling. Like, and you know, again, like, I got kids. Like, I couldn't imagine one of my kids saying, Daddy, I don't want to be a boy no more. I want to be a girl. Hypothetically, if my child came to me like that and I was a big celebrity and I was on TV every day and all that shit, we going to talk about it. We going to have a, like my boy said, we going to have an ongoing conversation, literally, until you 18. I need to know you are sure this is what you want to do. If you that sure that you want to do it, you going to have to wait till your ass is grown. And might be the fuck up out my house. Honestly, I'm not saying I'm going to kick my son out the house for being gay. But just as a fucking adult, just as a person, you know, like when when you make decisions like that, it's like, man, that, that's a lot to handle, you know. But like I've been saying, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade been a zesty motherfucker. You know, he been teeter-tottering on both sides of the fence. Like, you know, that, that nigga seemed like he got a whole lot of sugar in his tank. And it ain't nothing wrong with that shit. But at the same time, it's like, man, dude, I if 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 his son wanted a fucking tattoo, I'll be saying the same shit. You know, like it's just certain shit or certain decisions that as a parent, you gotta guide your children. I'm not telling you to guide your son away from homosexuality. If that's his truth, that's his truth. You know, I'm glad that y'all was able to put him in a position to where he could be represented. Like if, if if you want for your son to have representation, I'm not going to take him to pride. I'll show him like, hey, look, we're going we gonna to watch the live broadcast of pride on TV. Or you're going to watch the logo channel or I'm going to take you around some of my gay friends because, you know, Dwayne Wade probably got lots of gay friends. But I'm not going to take you to pride. That's a little much for a child because I ain't never been to Pride, but I know people who went to Pride. And Pride is a lot. Just from the pictures I've seen, motherfuckers be running around there. They dick don't be all the way out, but they be wearing some revealing clothing, even as men. They ass be out, motherfuckers with no shirts on, running around, kissing on each other and all that type of shit. Like, again, this is an 11-year-old child. You know, my, my kids see me kiss my wife, but they don't see us walk around in our drawers. Like, nigga, pride, they be doing the most. So it's like, it's just certain shit a child shouldn't be exposed to. Like, even at, you know, even when a child makes that type of decision, it's it's just a lot. Like, you know, you, you got to, just as parents in general, like, motherfuckers got to have more control over what their kids do. I'm not saying go through their shit and, and just be sheltering of a child, but at the same time, it's just certain decisions that, you got to put a whole lot more thought to when a child wants to make a decision because a sex change is an adult decision. 
you know, and for his baby mama to come for a lawsuit, which the reason I haven't really been harping on that is because at this point it hasn't been confirmed. I don't have a credible source on it. I just saw it as a, a post on Instagram. So whether or not it's true, I'm not going to say it's irrelevant. It's very relevant if it's true, because as the other parent, I haven't really seen what the mom has to say about all this shit. You know, they say she's suing them and it's like I would. Because it's like, dude, it ain't nothing wrong with being gay. But at the same time, that's that's a lot for you and your wife to make, but have the mother not being involved. Like, that shit is fucking crazy, man. And my boy said, there's a discussion on Twitter that because of Dwayne Wade's zestiness, no confirmation as to how he is getting down, being the driving force as to why he is so gung-ho with his son-daughter choice. That's what I'm saying. Like, D-Wade already, you know, teeter-tottering on the, the rainbow wagon. And again, if he's gay, I ain't got no problem with that. Everybody who know me personally know I ain't got no problem with gay people. I don't have no problem with homosexuality. It's just certain shit. Like I said, dude, like, no matter what a 12-year-old wants to do, certain decisions are too big for you to allow a child to make. That's really my biggest thing in this whole discussion. You know, just as a fucking parent, anything my kids want to do, I feel like it's my job to guide their decisions in the right way. So if my child wants to have a sex change, if my child wants to get a fucking tattoo, like if my son, say hypothetically, two, three years down the line, my, my son got a best friend. These little niggas been down since they was in the fucking in diapers and his homeboy died. And he like that. I want to I want to do a, a, a tribute to my homeboy. I want to get his name tattooed on me. Nigga, at the least, wait till you 15, nigga, wait till you in high school. 12, that's a lot. It's a gang of shit that's too big for a 12-year-old to do. So just as a parent, you got a, a child, you know, let that motherfucker make that decision when you're 18. If you still want to be a woman when you're 18, man, do your thing, nigga. I'll pay for it and all that shit. But just as a child, that's all. You know, and um, the, the, the Who Shot Malcolm X documentary came out. I ain't gonna front. I ain't seen the motherfucker yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. I just haven't had the time. I had a busy week. I've been working a lot. I ain't seen it. I'm going to get around to it. You know, my assumption is it's just going to be a, a, a deeper look into what a lot of people already knew and things like that. Because, you know, I've been hearing stories about the dude who actually killed Malcolm X. Um he was working with the police. His name escapes me right now. I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, I get that later on and possibly, you know, have a deeper conversation with that on a later show. You know, I might do a whole deep dive depending on how I feel about the documentary and the, the information discussed in the documentary. You know, the dude who killed him, I heard, was walking around Jersey for a while. You know, from, from what I hear, he was a, a staple in the community. Even though if you working with the police, you a rat in my book. So them motherfuckers should have got his ass out the way. Like, but, you know, just in the grand scheme of why I think they killed Malcolm X, he was costing a lot of motherfuckers a lot of money. You know, I think the government did it. They said that the dude who actually pulled the trigger was a member of the Nation of Islam, which to me is fucking irrelevant. Because, you know, everybody been running with this narrative that the government put out that, the Nation of Islam killed Malcolm X. But just because 
the person who pulled the trigger on Malcolm X was a member of the Nation of Islam has nothing to do with the Nation of Islam. Just like the nigga who killed Nipsey Hussle being a member of the role of 60 Crips, but we not finna say the role of 60s killed Nipsey. Those, those two things, that shit don't even match. So for the people who say all oh, the dudes who killed Malcolm X were members of the nation, it was the nation. That shit don't got shit to do with shit. You know, like that's that's a lot of the problem with a lot of people running with narratives and a, a, the problem with motherfuckers letting the medium to the media tell them what the truth is. I don't let my enemies tell me nothing about matters of my friends. You know, that's just like you going to fucking KFC to ask them niggas how the Popeye chicken sandwich tastes. What you think they going to tell you? Like, you don't go to a motherfucker who doesn't have your best interests going on to tell you what the fuck went on with a motherfucker who did. Like, why would I let you tell me how something happened with a motherfucker who you already consider an enemy? Like, they told us... Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. I forgot who it was that they said shot Martin Luther King. But... You know, it came out that it was them. You know, like, nigga, if, if you have that much power to offset what the government is doing, they will get rid of your ass. They got rid of fucking Martin Luther King. You don't think the motherfuckers had nothing to do with Malcolm? You know, any motherfucker that has something that they want to do to you, of course, it's only natural that they going to try to make it look like it was somebody else that you had beef with. You know, because, again... I haven't seen the documentary, but shit, if you've seen the, the, the movie Malcolm X, you know he, he kind of distanced himself from the Nation of Islam and um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the likes of them. You know, he went on the Hajj to um, Mecca. You know, he came back, he had a different mind frame. You know, it was contrary to what the Nation of Islam believed, but at the same time, you know, even though they supposedly had some smoke with Malcolm, they didn't want to do that to him, you know, but somebody who did uh, conveniently made it look like because they used a member of that group to do it, just like what happened with Nipsey. But didn't nobody say, oh, the 60s killed them. Just because somebody from your hood killed you don't mean your hood all wanted you gone. You know, I'm sure he had some dealings that the group wasn't cool with, you know, that's, that's public knowledge. Like we all know that he wasn't really fucking with the nation at the time, but at the same time, like I, I refuse to believe that they had anything to do with that shit. Honestly, 
you know. So I'm I'ma check the fucking documentary out. You know, I'ma see what was said and I might come back with a um a deeper understanding of it, more information, you know, because I don't really like to talk too much about shit that I don't really know shit about. Cause that ain't that ain't this type of show. I'm not big on speculations and hot takes based on some bullshit. Like I could only really go off of what I actually know. What I've actually heard, yeah, that's the name of the dude who pulled the trigger, William Bradley. You know, and again, motherfucker was working with the police. You know, uh, yeah, you a member of the Nation of Islam, but if you working with the police, far as I'm concerned, nigga, you the cops. So, that's how I feel about shitty cuz who smoked Nipsey. Like, nigga, just because you were supposedly a member of the 60s, nigga, I don't believe that the 60s had nothing to do with that shit. That was just one motherfucker... Acting on whatever the fuck he was acting on, nigga. I don't blame the 60s for that. Just like I don't blame the Nation of Islam for what happened to Malcolm. So, you know, that that that's all I really got to say about that shit. Like, man, that shit was J. Edgar Hoover gay ass. You know, since we talk about, you know, homosexuality, fucking J. Edgar Hoover. Fucking cross-dresser. That motherfucker, I feel like is one of the... The real devils as far as the, the position that the black community is in to this day. You know, that was a motherfucker who took down the Black Panther Party. That motherfucker, I feel like he had a hand in Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Fucking J. Edgar Hoover is like, nigga, of, of all the people we big up in black history, I feel like J. Edgar Hoover's name should come up. As the, the, the greatest villain to the success of the black race, damn near in history. Like him and the original motherfuckers that brought us here. Like straight, dirty, sorry, sad sack of shit. Fuck him from the bottom of my heart. Honestly. You know, that, that motherfucker's shady as shit. But it's like, you know, and I haven't really mentioned black history a lot. In the, the last couple of weeks. And I feel I feel kind of guilty about that shit, man. Like, you know, shout out to all the, the black history heroes, you know, that, that I personally have. You know, Malcolm X, of course. Marcus Garvey. Um, Huey P. Newton. Bobby Seale. Um, and, you know, just countless others. Like, you know, black people as a whole, we shouldn't just let one month be where we remember our heroes. Me personally, like I always big up, you know, the, the black history motherfuckers. Like it's it's always something that me constantly just throughout my life, I've always been big on who our heroes is. Like I'm not big into world history, American history. I'm I'm just into our shit. Like um, you know, we we built this motherfucker. You know, like, we was the first motherfucker to take a bullet for the United States. Because we talked about on Cat vs. Dog last week, um, if if black people went to Africa or if they was to give us open citizenship in Africa, would I go to Africa? No, I wouldn't. I, I like it here. I was born here. I was raised here. All my friends and family are here. Medgar Evers was another black history hero. And shit, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Megger Evers was a homosexual. You know, shit. 
you know, and that that's another thing, you know, like um I always big up the LGBTQ community. Like, you know, I'm obviously not gay, but I got gay friends and shit. And just as a as a people in general, not even as just black people, but people period. Like, you know, I'm 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 cool with gay people. I feel like there should be no divide amongst us. You know, I'm I might talk a lot of shit, you know, in matters of that, but that's cause, you know, these motherfuckers kinda like running shit. Nigga, y'all motherfuckers see how it be during Pride Month, nigga. Everything be rainbowed the fuck out. Like I feel like them niggas go too hard with the gay shit. You know, like I I ain't got no problem with gay people, but goddamn, them motherfuckers running shit. But um uh, if Meg you sure Meg Harris wasn't gay? Cause you saying no. I don't know what you're saying no to. But shit, him and um James Baldwin. He was another one, you know. Shout out to James Baldwin, great author, great philosopher, you know, said a lot of real shit, you know, shout out to him, shout out to Langston Hughes, you know, a, a, a lot of motherfuckers in history, like Nina Simone was another one, I loved her music, she she said a lot of real shit, um, Harry Belafonte, um, you know, just as as people, we, we need to get more um serious about just our own history it's a lot of shit we don't know like watching the hidden colors documentary like when the hidden colors documentary as much black history as i felt like i knew that shit had me feeling like damn i don't know a lot because it was a lot of shit in there that i didn't know like i feel like it's black people hidden colors should be something that we should all watch i feel like hidden colors shouldn't even be the only series of black history documentaries that we have that's that powerful for us i feel like we should be telling our stories throughout history you know up to um current day like nigga we need to celebrate the 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 black history motherfuckers that's that's making history right now and shit you know because we make black history every motherfucking day you know american history is black history I feel like we shouldn't only celebrate the white heroes in history classes in general. Like, we built this motherfucker at the end of the day. So as much as motherfuckers like to try to get with the, oh, black people should go back to Africa and all this shit, go back to where y'all from. 99% of the motherfuckers here been here, just in general. Nigga, we've been here longer than most of these motherfuckers been here. If you go to Mexico and look at the all mix, why the niggas knows this wide? Do, do you know any Latinos who knows this motherfucking wide? Where you think that shit come from? Like, nigga, we've we been here. Nigga, we built this motherfucker. Why you think it's pyramids in Mexico? Like, think about that shit. You think that's a fucking coincidence? Like, we, we built all this shit. You know, Cutting Pooh said he got Hidden Colors and 1804. Man, it's, it's five of them motherfuckers out. So, you know, I feel like we should get all five. Like, I feel like the Hidden Colors documentary should be mandatory fucking uh, literature for all black households. Like, nigga, when my kids is older, like, nigga, we gonna sit down as a family and watch that shit. Like, you know, I kind of feel guilty because my wife was like, you know, you know, dudes don't know who Malcolm X is. Because, like, right now, if you ask dudes who Malcolm X is, he'll just say, my daddy's hero. 
you know, because that's like the one thing that my kids know. Like Malcolm X is like my, you know, my my all time life hero. Like I was, I was like low key mad at Nipsey Hussle for having the fucking Malcolm X chain before me, because you know everybody got the Jesus piece with the picture of what people think Jesus looks like. I always would say like I want to get one with Malcolm X on it. Then Nipsey came with the Malcolm X piece. You know, like, when I get money, money like that, like that, I feel like I'll probably get, like, you know, two or three pieces, like, one with Malcolm and one with Nipsey. Because I feel like Nipsey is not on the level of Malcolm X, but I feel like he's a historical figure because of the example he set and the mind frame that he left in the lexicon of the black community. Like, you know, I, I feel like Nipsey was going to be a billionaire at some point. And from the the attitude and the game that he gave, I feel like he's going to create a lot of future black millionaires and billionaires, um, entrepreneurs and things of that nature. Because, you know, in, in rap music, a lot of times we've been taught just in the, the hip hop community. To, to spend our money in stupid ass ways. You know, I've always been saying since I've been doing podcasts, never listen to rappers. Because most rappers, they, they whole mind frame is to fuck your money off. Oh, I got money. I'm going to blow a bag on something. I threw a band away. You know, I spent money on this. I got this expensive ass car. I got this expensive ass chain and all this shit. Nipsey was always on some ownership shit. Like, nigga, own your masters. Own your music. Own your intellectual property. You know, buy buy back the hood, buy back the block, you know, buy property in your own neighborhoods. You know, he did it in word and in deed. And I feel like every Black History Month, you know, we should celebrate shit like that. Like, we need to celebrate the motherfuckers who just, you know, push the black community forward, my nigga. And this should be something that even more than just February, all year round. Like, you know, if, if you've been listening to too much game... Y'all know I always big up Nipsey Hussle. Like, he's he's one of my fucking heroes. You know, just like Malcolm X. Like, nigga, he, he bigged up Malcolm X a lot. You know, Malcolm X is one of his heroes as well as mine. You know, so it's like we need to big up the motherfuckers and never let the lesson go away. You know, because you could kill a messenger, but you can't kill a fucking message. You know, so we should keep these messages alive. Like, you know, a, a, a big part of why I got this podcast is because this is my fucking message. You know, like I, I, I do plan on eventually writing a book based on the shit that I talk about on this show. You know, based on just the shit that, you know, I feel like is pertinent to get out to the community. You know, Master P, hell yeah, nigga, Master P was, I feel like, was the blueprint to Nipsey Hussle. You know, if you just want to talk about a motherfucker who in the the hip-hop industry revolutionized how you just do fucking business, nigga, Master P is one of the fucking goats. Like, nigga, Master P was one of the original motherfuckers. E-42, you know, a lot of motherfuckers sleep on... E-40 and speaking about the independent grind. Where I got the name Too Much Game was an E-40 lyric. You know, outside of my homeboy J-Rock talk about on my shit like, oh man, you be giving up too much game. Like, that name was already circulating in my head from a song One More Again that I was gonna play in the beginning of this shit. 
where um fucking E40 said, you know, it's game roaring infested. Let me explain. I know they say that I'll be giving up too much game. Like E40's always been one of my favorite rappers from when I was little because he's always had that entrepreneur mindset. You know, talking about a hundred thousand on the underground playboy. That's ghetto gold. Like he been talking about popping the trunk, selling CDs out of the trunk. And he, uh, fucking Master P was the one who took that shit to the next level and became a fucking mogul. You know, he did a lot of shit independent, nigga. He started a gang and shit. Like he was one of the first niggas to get the label actually being his label and just using the major as a distributor of the music that he was already pushing, like, man, fucking Master P is a fucking revolutionary, like, he's a motherfucker that, who, who should be celebrated, you know, generations and generations from now, like, Master P, I, I hope we look at him in the same vein as motherfuckers like Marcus Garvey and, and, and people of that nature, you know, because I'm sure in they day, they just was looked at as motherfuckers like, oh, okay, yeah, he doing it big, but, you know, it is what it is. I feel like, you know, after we dead and gone, I hope Master P's name is brought up in conversations when it comes to shit like this. Because, you know, he was a, a example of entrepreneurship in the black community. Nigga making something out of a little bit of nothing. Like, you know, when I think his grandfather died and left him like 50 bands. And he turned that shit into 500 million and counting. Like, and you know, Master P, no matter how we look at him and a lot of shit he do, because you know, he had a, a, a clothing line. We said the clothes was ugly. He put out shoes. We said the shoes was ugly. But the thing is, outside of how you feel about the shit that he does, nigga, the example that he leaving is fucking amazing. This nigga got the fucking rap snacks. This nigga put out a, some some noodles. Like, this nigga got food, clothes, music. He started a basketball league. This nigga was trying out for the fucking NBA. Like, this nigga Master P is fucking amazing. You know, we give Nipsey all the props because he looked cooler, but nigga Master P is the fucking GOAT. Like, I'm, I'm glad you brought that shit up, cuzzo. Like, you know, like, it's, it's niggas who, who still hear that that need to be celebrated. Like, you know, Kobe just passed away. So we bringing up a lot of, you know, what, what he put forth, you know, with the Mamba mentality and just him being an example of hard work, perseverance, never giving up, you know, having that killer instinct. My nigga just going hard, you know, like this motherfucker was, he was the definition of a motherfucker going hard. And we got to give Kobe his props and we can't let nobody shit on his name we can't let nobody shit on the names of our legends you know shit diddy as well like you know diddy you know he got Ciroc. you know him and jay you know something that, that that they showed a lot of us was you know diversifying your portfolio just like again master p man was the og of a lot of this shit you know like jay and them, these motherfuckers making money off liquor as well as E-40. Like, motherfuckers is, is, is making money in a lot of different ways. You know, and it's like, what they showing a lot of us in the, the, the black community as well as the hip-hop community is, it, it ain't all about only rapping and entertaining to, to make money. They might have used that shit to get on. You know, the motherfuckers rap their way up to a certain level, but then, nigga, once you get to a certain stature, once you get enough money, 
Invest that shit in some other shit. You know they say that the average Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Millionaire has seven uh, streams of revenue. You know, so them niggas ain't just making money off rap. You know, another thing I forgot that he uh, fucking Master P did. This nigga had movies as well as fucking shows on Nickelodeon. You know, he had I Got the Hookup, his first original, um, which a lot of niggas in my age bracket thought was like one of the first independently made films about it. You know, before that, the precursor to that was, of course, my namesake. Dolomite, but shit, I'm about it was one of the first independent films that a lot of us seen, you know, as far as the 80s and 90s babies, where it was a nigga who made the movie from, from scratch, you know, did that shit all with his own bread, like, you know, these are a lot of the examples that we need to look at, you know, a lot of rappers still getting stuck in these 360 deals, because at the end of the day, man, these labels don't give a shit about us, you know, these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. We got to start giving a fuck about us. You know, an another motherfucker who um who I would like to celebrate, Keenan Ivory Wayans. This motherfucker put his whole family on. You know, Keenan Ivory Wayans, just outside of what he did before that in Living Color, this motherfucker spawned the careers of, you know, Sean and Marlon, um, Damon Wayans, of course, Jim Carrey, um, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, all off a of fucking TV show, you know, and before that, he wrote with Eddie Murphy, um, he did I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, like, man, it's, it's black people that's alive today, still doing their thing, that should be celebrated, like, these are historical figures, Robert Townsend, like my boy Mr. Shots just said, man, Robert Townsend, like, Man, what was that shit? The Parenthood? Um, Meteor Man. Um, I forgot what the movie he had back in the day. But, like, man, we, we got some bad motherfuckers still walking the planet. Eddie Murphy. Fucking Richard Pryor. Dave Chappelle. Kevin Hart. Jamie Foxx. Like, we got some, some bad motherfuckers, man. Fucking, you know, rest in peace to Michael Jackson and Prince. Like, Beyonce, Chris Brown, no matter what the fuck you want to say about him. I ain't going to let niggas talk down on Chris Brown. Motherfucker made a mistake, you know, shit was fucked up. But, man, Chris Brown is one of the most talented motherfuckers on the planet, dude. You know, Jamie Foxx, this motherfucker, great actor, great fucking comedian. I Might Need Security is an underrated 
classic stand-up. I didn't think this shit was funny, but everybody else thought that shit was funny. So I'm going to get that motherfucker stamp of being a classic because people still tell jokes about that motherfucker. Like, you know, we got to celebrate motherfuckers, man. Will Smith, you know, started out with rap. Now he's one of the biggest movie stars on the fucking planet. You know, motivational speaker, influencer. Man, Will Smith a bad motherfucker, man. Like, these people are alive. You know, of course we celebrate our, our historical legends from back in the day. But it's some cold motherfuckers right now doing their thing. They trying to shit on my boy Cat Williams. But Cat Williams is a bad motherfucker, man. Shout out to Cat Williams, whatever he at, whatever that nigga doing. Shout out to him. Cat Williams a cold motherfucker, man, you know. And this is back to when the media try to tear you down. Because, man, they've they been trying to get rid of Cat. You know. You know, Cat, Cat been saying a lot of real shit that a lot of motherfuckers don't like. I feel like ever since he did, I think it was the Pimp Chronicles when he was talking about that, that Hollywood party he went to when he seen, you know, uh, Professor Ogilvy and them doing all that, you know, that, that questionable shit. They've been on his head. Have to take a sip. But, you know, we, we got to celebrate our, our legends, man. Like, and this shit should be throughout history. We shouldn't let these niggas use the shortest month to allow us to celebrate our stars. And we should also protect the legacy of our stars. Because I just seen something earlier about them trying to uh, bring up a rape charge on Rick James. And Rick James was a wild boy, my nigga. I, I get it. But damn. He been gone all this time. Now y'all want to bring up a fucking rape charge on Rick James? Like, goddamn. Niggas just can't fucking rest. Like, I ain't seen no fucking charges brought up on Elvis Presley. He a big fucking pedophile. That motherfucker got songs about fucking little girls. Uh, what's great balls of fire? Jerry Lee Lewis, nasty ass. We got a lot of dirty white motherfuckers up underground that we not digging up to put charges on. Rick James? Bitch, we not finna do that shit. I ain't, I ain't finna let them do that. Like, as black people, we need to protect the legacies of motherfuckers dead and alive. Because they don't be shitting on theirs like that. They don't be putting out documentaries on theirs like that. They don't be doing all that shady shit to theirs like that. But they'll sit up here and try to, oh, Rick James did something. Put a whole documentary out on Michael Jackson. May he rest in peace. He ain't do shit. I'm not finna let them motherfuckers shit on the legacies of our stars. Fuck no. Only motherfuckers, you know, just like how you wouldn't let an outside motherfucker spank your kid, that's exactly how we need to be. Because R. Kelly deserved everything he got, and we gave him that. We shitted on R. Kelly. They didn't, sh you know, they try to come and tell us to re-shit on R. We was already over the whole R. Kelly shit. And then they came in, oh, we, we got a documentary for y'all. Y'all need to go get back on R. Kelly. Fuck you. Y'all need to go get on Harvey Weinstein, Jeremy Piven, um, Roman Polanski, all them other dirty motherfuckers. You know, like, no, nah, we, we not finna let y'all shit on ours. We are gonna celebrate ours. And if we got a motherfucker who doing some shit that we don't approve of, we'll check that shit. Because we was already off Bill Cosby before they decided to stop, stop fucking with Bill Cosby. You know, we jumped back on helping Bill Cosby when they tried to shit on him. Because that was some slimy shit. 
as long as them gatekeepers are white and the agenda of our erasing our excellence will continue. Well, see, the thing is, Mr. Shots, yeah, them motherfuckers is the gatekeepers of the, the mainstream media. But like I've been saying in all throughout this episode, now that social media is out there, we have become the media. So it's up to us to guide our own narratives. It's up to us to control our own narratives. You know, like, regardless of what bitch-ass Steve Harvey say, punk-ass motherfucking whoever, Oprah, Gail, fuck both them bitches, bitches, motherfucking Steve Harvey, fuck all them motherfuckers. If, if they say what the fuck they say, fuck them. As the black community, we need to control our own narratives. It's a lot of shit that we need to do outside of what the mainstream media tells us to do. Like the, the, the programming is over. Now we have these phones and we able to communicate with each other. We don't need these motherfuckers. Like we have become the media and we need to be responsible with this media. Like we don't need to let them motherfuckers tell us who's the dirty motherfuckers and who's not. Especially when it comes to them being guilty of all this sexual deviance, but they try to put a black face on it. You know, now R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and fucking um, Bill Cosby is the dirty motherfuckers when they come to sex. Fuck that shit. Y'all motherfuckers got Harvey Weinstein out here touching everybody. The president grabbing bitches by the pussy and ain't nobody saying shit. Fuck out of here, dude. The fucking president, this nigga got most sexual fucking charges than any of these motherfuckers that we ain't saying shit about it. We making America great again. Like, man, fuck out of here. We not going for that bullshit. No fucking way. Y'all are not finna put a black face on sexual deviance. And I done did a whole fucking show about this shit. The Ballad of R. Kelly. Y'all can run that motherfucker back. Like, y'all know how I feel about this shit. You know, so I'm not even finna spend too much time on that. All I'm saying is, as the black community, we need to do more than just February. We need to be celebrating our stars right now while they're alive. Just like how these white motherfuckers be trying to big up Elvis and the fucking Beatles and all these motherfuckers. We need to be that same way about fucking Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Osley Brothers, the Temptations. Because we got way more legendary great motherfuckers like Chuck Berry. We don't, we don't even mention Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry... Invented rock and roll. You know, we, we look at rock and roll as some white music. We look at country as some white music. That shit ain't white music. That's our shit. We started all that shit. We might have got off that shit because just as black, you know, as, as black people, we so creative. We'll create some shit, get sick of that shit, and move on from that shit. And then we let them motherfuckers take it over and call it they shit. Like, we did that shit with country. We started that shit, got over it, moved on. Them motherfuckers, oh, country music, that's our shit. No, the fuck it ain't. Especially not rock, that's Chuck Berry shit. But we let them motherfuckers take rock. We like, nigga, we over that shit. But see, the thing is, and I've been seeing this trend, it's slowing down, but for a minute it was getting bad. We created rap music, right? All of a sudden, Eminem is the GOAT. Macklemore come out. Uh, what was the, the Australian bitch? Um, uh, Iggy Azalea and shit. Like, them motherfuckers try to take rap. They still trying to take rap. They won't rap. Because rap has become the most popular genre in music. Now we the new pop music. Like, think about it. 
You remember Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera in sync? Who, who who got the biggest song on the planet right now? Fucking Roddy Rich. Like when God's Plan came out, that was the number one song on the fucking planet. Like rap songs are this this is pop. We got this shit. We got music. And we need to really realize what the fuck going on and take advantage of this shit. Like, nigga, it's it's a lot of shit that, that's going on. And again, this is history being made. We watching this shit. We creating this shit. And we need to treat that shit as such. Like, we need to be more responsible with this shit. You know, we, we can't be letting these motherfuckers throw dirt on our names. That's the reason I've been going so hard and a lot of celebrities been going so hard on fucking Gail for shitting on Kobe's legacy because we can't be playing like that. We can't let nobody, not even our own, shit on the legacy of our greats because them motherfuckers don't do that shit to theirs. You don't hear them motherfuckers digging up fucking Elvis and talking about how he was a pedophile. You don't be hearing them motherfuckers digging up David Carradine about dying, choking himself, jacking off. Like, a, a, a lot of they stars got the same amount of dirt that our stars got. But when ours die, they want to pull up some old bullshit they did in the fucking 70s. Like, nah, nigga, we can't let y'all do that shit. Nigga, we got legendary heroes. We got motherfucking legendary heroes right now walking the earth. And we need to fucking big that shit up. Like, man, shout out to Beyonce. Jay-Z, motherfucking billionaire, with a B. Like, all our billionaires. Like, we should know the names of our billionaires. That bitch Oprah, she a billionaire. I think Diddy, I think he hit a B. Um, I wish I could think of the names of the other three, because they said it's five black billionaires. Oprah, Jay, I think Diddy, uh, and it's two more. And I really wish I'd remember Homeboy because he got a black wife. The 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 richest black man in America, uh, he got a white wife, but it's another one got a black wife. And I I got big shout out to that nigga. You got a black queen, you know, keep the legacy like that. You know, because we did an episode on the cat versus dog about interracial dating. And again, as 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 much as I don't have a problem with interracial relationships as black people i feel like you know it, it ain't nothing like us procreating with us and making more of us you know not saying that you gonna fuck the black out of somebody but at the same time like you know when it comes to generational wealth i just like to see our wealth go to us because you know Y'all, y'all know, man. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of Michael Jackson. I'm not the motherfucker that's gonna let nobody shit on Michael Jackson. But at the same time, his kids don't look black to me, you know. So for all the wealth created by Michael Jackson to go to a bunch of white kids, that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I'm not finna dwell on negativity like that. Like, but at the same time, you know, it's just something to think about. You know, Byron Allen. Uh, you know, shout out to him. I'm just going to say that. Shout out to Byron Allen, man. You know, but, you know, now that you mentioned Byron Allen, the motherfucker who I, I hate that I didn't bring up, man, Tyler Perry. Big shout out to Tyler Perry. Whole fucking movie studio. 
you know, and no matter how you feel about Tyler Perry, we have to protect the legacy of the great Tyler Perry. Like what he did was giant. How he did it was fucking giant. This shit is historical. Like this is Madam C.J. Walker level. Like this, this shit right here is the type of shit we need to be talking about to our kids. Like these, these are literally fucking heroes walking the earth right now, creating wealth in our communities right now. Like we, we need to keep bringing up these names. We need to use these people as examples. We need to follow these examples. Like this is fucking black excellence. This is, ex this is the definition of black excellence. And we need to just, you know, this is fucking black history month, but we need to keep black history in our minds, on our hearts, on our lips, on our motherfucking social media profiles, because black history being made every motherfucking day. Not just 28 motherfucking days in February, like, you know, and I think I'm gonna drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, sitting here without the super producer being ready. I literally don't know where the fuck my nigga at. You know, if you would like to support us financially, it is patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media, support all the townhouse media podcasts. Uh, seriously, not another podcast. Friday nights at 9 p.m. They'll be back um, Friday, March 13th. You know, being ready in A to the motherfucking C. Uh, town, uh, fucking Talk Flirty Tuesdays, the Talk Flirty podcast with Nikki F. Wet. Uh, she come Tuesday, 6 p.m. They release, um, of course, the No Rules podcast, No Rules with a Z. Uh, shout out to Mark and Will. Uh, Wednesday evenings at 5 p.m. You know, Townhouse Media Sunday. Y'all already know. 3 p.m. Pacific Cat versus Dog. Me, myself, Young Dolomite, and CJ. Um, and y'all already know. Live at 5. Too Much Game Podcast. Y'all already know who I am, what I'm about. Follow the town, uh, Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram. At Too Much Game Podcast. It's spelled how it sounds. No number two. T-O-O. -O, much Game. Follow uh, my personal social media profile at Young Dolomite. Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E underscore. And, um, you know, y'all already know, man. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.